Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Marie Noni Cherry Show. This is Marie. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about self-love, and, and we're going to go ahead and hand out the phone number at the top of the hour. So what numbers are we calling, Tom, today? Well, if people want to give us a call, they can go ahead and do that at uh, 1-877-825-8828. That number one more time, 877-825-8828. That is toll-free. And uh, you can also give us a call locally at 425-373-5527. So I want to thank all of our listeners. Thank you, Tom, for giving out the phone numbers. No problem. We have listeners from all over around the country and internationally. So again, I want to thank all of you for listening, your emails, and I so appreciate you giving us your feedback about the show. And as always, I hope that whatever information comes across during this hour, that it serves you in some way. Tonight, we're talking about self-love, and it's directly related to the third chakra or the solar plexus, which is right in between your rib cage. So several inches above your belly button and right in between your ribs. And self-love is all about self-discovery. In fact, it's kind of hard to put into words the feeling that is needed to really experience self-love. For those of you who have children or pets, can actually better understand unconditional properties that need to exist in order to really feel self-love. If you don't have children or pets, perhaps you have experienced love or the expression of love from a great aunt or a grandfather, you know, or maybe a wise relative that you didn't see on a regular basis, but when you saw them, that grandparent or elderly person just couldn't get enough of you. And you could just feel this love just exuberating from them to you. Um, or, you know, perhaps you love a country, a mountain or a body of water, something that sings to your heart that is, that is external, like a pet or a child or a body of water, um, so that you can begin to feel deep love for yourself as you do for another person, an animal or a geographical location. And what's really important about self-love is the feeling. You need to get excited about yourself when you look in the mirror or catch your Mm, your impression or your vision, if you will, in glass or a picture, your reflection. It's really important to feel excited about yourself as if you are seeing a puppy dog or a kitten or a child or Hawaii. My favorite island in the Hawaii Islands is um, the Big Island. I love the small town of Kona. It reminds me of Kirkland. Very fun. Lots to do on the Big Island. You never really get bored. You've got a volcano on one end and then beautiful tropical rainforest on the other. And so I can get really excited about thinking about the Big Island. And that's how you want to feel about yourself. You want to get really excited about yourself for you. The reason why this is so important regarding the solar plexus is because the solar plexus, again, is about self-love and it governs your immune system. Very important primary organs in your body, like the liver, pancreas, gallbladder, spleen, stomach, and small intestinal tract. So that's a lot of organs right there, and it has a lot to do with metabolism, absorption, sugar um, levels, uh, detoxification, and then it also governs the endocrine organs, so all of your glands, like the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland, the penile gland, the prostate gland, the ovaries, the thyroid gland. You have all these beautiful glands that are actually releasing hormones, sending messages to all the cells in your body and ultimately to all of your organs. So loving yourself may seem like 
somewhat of a conceited or selfish thing, but it's actually very, very good for you because it keeps your immune system elevated. So, Tom, how are you doing in that self-love category? Well, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I'm, I don't know. I love myself. I think I'm a pretty cool guy, yes. You're a very good person, yes. So, uh, I don't know. I don't really tell myself that all the time, but I recognize it, though. So. You recognize that it's important or that you need to? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, when it comes down to it, all you got is yourself. So right. Yeah, that's a sure, good point. Got to make sure you like yourself because ultimately you're living with yourself every day. And that's a good place to start at for individuals who aren't sure is to really, do you like yourself? Yeah. You know, are you happy with who you are? Do you aspire to be more like the person that you are? You know, I know that sounds a little odd, but it's one way to kind of check in. No, oh, totally. And I think another aspect of self-love is who are the people that you hang out with and associate with? Are oh, they, yeah. You think that's important too? Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Do you aspire to be like them? I think that's an important aspect when you're looking at your friends or your family members, people that you hang out with. Is there something about them that you would love to have in your own life or a part of their personality that you really appreciate? Yeah, and I think that who you, who you hang out with definitely shows your own character at the same time. Good but, point. you know, who you choose to associate with, so... Well, a lot of people, I think, in their choices about who their friends are or family members that they choose to hang out with, it sometimes has a lot to do with not believing in themselves enough or not having a lot of self-value. And so that's really important. Do you value yourself enough to have certain people in your life who are actually someone that you aspire to be more like? Yeah. Or, you know, that's a classic case scenario. You often see people that don't have a very high opinion of themselves hanging out with people that are going to put them down or make them feel right. still that small you right. know, when really they should be stoked about who they are. Right. And I, another thing I also see with individuals in terms of looking at this self-love or self-actualization is that many people um, perhaps do a lot for everyone else but don't have friends in their life who can balance that out by doing things for them. And so that's another good kind of checkoff list. You know, Am I letting that's people true. in my life who are also uh, giving back to me? Right, because we don't want it oh, to be yeah. just one-sided. Yeah. Oh, right? totally. Yeah. No, that's a that's a good thing. Yeah. That's good. Well. I got to keep that in check. Keep that in check. Yeah. Absolutely. So the liver, a huge organ inside the body, very important for detoxification. Really wonderful in terms of elements that it produces to keep your body healthy, like vitamin K, helps with the cholesterol level. All kinds of wonderful things are happening in your liver, and also detoxifying. And so that's an important organ that's a big um, part of your immune system. So remember, when you love yourself, when you look in the mirror, and my favorite phrase to teach people, especially those who are beginning to love themselves, is to say, I'm learning to love this man in the mirror. I'm, I'm saying this to Tom as yeah. I'm looking across the <laughs> desk. I'm learning to believe he's amazing, and I'm learning to be proud of him. And I think that's a great way to get started. You're not having to kind of force yourself, oh, I love me, you know, as you look <laughs> in the mirror and you you know, that you're critiquing yourself as all of us do, yeah. you know, but you're actually, you know, saying something that's positive and truthful and something that you're wanting to accomplish and gain some insight in. Yeah. And right. it's also good to, uh, I think at least if you have trouble finding something about yourself to really like, mm -hmm. when you think about something that you do, that you enjoy to do, that you're good at doing, and then, you know, kind of sit back and take it in for a second that, you know, hey, you know, I'm good at this. Oh, I think that's a great you know, idea. Like if you're good at, Doing whatever I may be doing, you know, macrame or something like that. And you know, I make awesome doilies, you know, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's something to, you know, that you can be proud of. Exactly. So. 
I, I think another important thing that really helps in terms of discovering self-love is thinking think about how amazing your body is, the physiology, mm. you know, that your heart beats 80 times a minute and you're not even aware of it perhaps, oh, yeah, yeah. or that there's these beautiful cells of al- alveoli that live on the bottom of your lungs that are exchanging CO2 with O2. I mean, that's miraculous yeah. to me, or that you have, you know, thousands of roadmaps of veins that are pulling blood back to your heart and your lungs to re-oxygen it. The most intricate machine on the planet. It's amazing. So if you look in the mirror and you don't see anything of interest to you or you're not really (laughs) right in the groove. Just marvel at human anatomy for a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, just Google the heart or the liver and and read about it for a moment. And I think you'll be surprised and amazed by what's inside of you, which is really what self-love is all about. That's true. So we're going to go ahead and give out the phone numbers again because we have phone lines open, which is very unusual on the show. We're happy that we have phone lines open, of course. Those numbers, if anybody would like to give us a call and ask Marie a question, is 1-877-825-8828. One more time, that toll-free number, 877-825-8828, or toll-free, 425-373-5527. Excellent. So we're going to talk about some of the disease processes in emotional disease processes that are connected to the organs. So the liver, if anyone has problems with their liver, it's about repressed anger. Hmm. And so ideally, when we look at women, women tend to repress anger mostly in their pelvic cavity. But when that gets full, then it starts to go into the liver. Men have a tendency to repress anger in their chest cavity. And that when that gets full, it goes into the liver. So by the time we get to the liver in terms of health issues, any type of health issue from hepatitis C to cancer to whatnot, and we're talking about a lot of anger, a lot of repressed anger, and usually the person is unaware of their frustration, and they have it invented or let it out, um, and so that unfortunately then the liver becomes diseased. And, and then, of course, um, as I teach a lot of my clients, even if they haven't developed, you know, a disease, which I hope they haven't, but when they start to sense the frustration stored in their body, I recommend that they throw a couple temper tantrums, you know, a week. <laughs> Just lay on the floor, kick and scream and yell like you're two, because two-year-olds really do have it going on. <laughs> um, so that's what I recommend. And then um, as, as we move along to like the pancreas in terms of delivering insulin and, and releasing it healthily in your body so that it can come in through the cells, um, it's important to remember to be open-minded and not very restrictive. In other words, to kind of check in and see or assess if you're being stubborn, whether this is type 1 diabetes or type 2, it has a lot to do with um, a harshness around the cell. In fact, as diabetes progresses in individuals, the semi-medical term is brittle diabetics. And so as this harshness kind of grows around the cell, um, it's difficult to deliver insulin and to move sugars across the membrane. So, you know, doing everything you can to stay as little as stubborn as possible, to be open-minded. This is very important, very important. The stomach and the intestinal tract, they're really about absorption. So the stomach is about digesting, letting things go. People who have stomach problems like ulcers, have digestive problems or even food allergies, it has a lot to do with over-digesting their emotions or the emotions of other people. Many people I know who have digestive issues are highly sensitive and have a difficult time separating their emotions from the emotions of other folks. And so that's very important to go ahead and 
ask yourself on a regular basis, how am I feeling? Am I taking on the person's feelings that I just met a few moments ago on the bus or whatnot? You know, so that's very important. The intestinal tract, especially the small intestines, it actually receives and transmits things like mm, water, uh, proteins, um, other nutrients back and forth. So it's very important to go ahead and um, allow yourself to receive, you know, to not hold on to toxins by allowing yourself to let people give to you is very important. So through the stomach in terms of not digesting other people's pain and letting go of your own emotions, and then through the intestinal tract, go ahead and allow yourself to um, receive, which is very important. And the heart chakra actually works quite well in terms of an exercise to receive. And, and so what you do with the heart chakra is you allow energy to move in through your back, right in between your shoulder blades when anyone compliments you or says, thank you, have a nice day, um, all of those beautiful and wonderful things. So we've got the pancreas so far, the liver, the stomach, the small intestinal tract, and the spleen. Now, the spleen is a very interesting organ. Um, it also is a barrier. It helps you with your immune system. And of course, the solar plexus is all about your immune system. And so the spleen is really wonderful in a way of kind of washing out blood, if you will. That's its job. And when I look at the spleen, generally what I see are some kind of leftover family issues, feeling that perhaps you weren't loved well enough by the family and um, and having difficulty using the spleen as a detoxification organ for your body. Um, so when I'm looking at these beautiful um, immune organs, this is how I'm experiencing it when I look at someone's body. And tonight we're going to be ha- we'll be happy to talk about that. In fact, our phone lines are beginning to fill up. Took a little bit more time than usual, but then I got to say a little bit more than I normally do. So what I would love for you to do, all of you out there in the radio world and listening to the show tonight, take a few moments and find something about yourself to appreciate. Maybe it's your toes, your fingers, your hair, your eyes. You can start with simple, simple even nail polish it would be great in terms of learning to like yourself and then moving on perhaps when you get comfortable with it with bigger parts of your body, maybe um, your upper torso or your legs, learning to appreciate yourself and to love yourself. So why don't we go ahead, Tom, and go to the phone lines. Okay, we've got Julie calling us from Chicago, Illinois. Hi, Julie. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Thanks for calling. Well, it's my pleasure. I had listened to, I caught up with you the first time on John Holland's show, and oh, I've been following you, you ever since. Yeah, he is such a sweetheart. He was He's probably the easiest person I've interviewed, and he wasn't even in the studio, so he's just a love. And thank oh, you for listening to his show. I'm sure he appreciates it as well. Oh, yeah, I had a great time. Um, the reason I'm calling is I have been over heavy, I mean overweight all my life. Uh-huh. And I can... Sometimes get the weight down, but then, and, and I know it's emotional, but I just can't put my finger on what it is, what part of the emotional to get rid of it. Right. Well, did you know that you're really sensitive? Um, yeah. Bad, you know, <laughs> I just, I'm stumped. I just, I think I can handle it and I get everything <laughs> under control. And I've, I've even lost a whole bunch of weight and then sort of reveled in the fact that I lost it and gained it all back again. You know, it's the typical yo-yo thing, but I can't put my finger on the main problem. Well, did you realize that you're sensitive? No. It, is, is that I was true, if Julie? if you had any insight on this. Sure. Can you hear me, Julie? Can you hear me? Huh. Let's see. Tom's looking at the, at the things <laughs> in the studio and everything looks fine. Can you hear me, Julie? Hello. Hello. Hmm. I don't think she can hear us. Julie, can you hear me? Julie? Hello? 
Well, Julie can't hear. <laughs> I wonder if there's an echo. Julie, do you have your, um, are you close to the computer? Hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and answer Julie's question anyway, because one of the lovely things is that we'll be able to hear this again next week at noon. And of course, this will be archived. Are you there, Julie? Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay, there you are. If, you're, uh, okay. if your radio's on or if you're listening online, if you could just go ahead and turn that down. Yeah, I had muted it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's, 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 that's what it was. It went dead. It was just like, okay, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. So, Julie, do you think that you're a sensitive person? Um, yes, I do. Yeah, because I'm getting that you're incredibly sensitive. And I think to be sensitive is actually a gift. And so, okay. you, you know, you hesitated when you answered the question. So that makes me wonder, are you unaware of your sensitivities or is it something you don't like to admit? Or uh, so what is it for you? Um, I'm aware of it. I probably um, get frustrated because I think I'm oversensitive sometimes. Right. And I'm it, the woman that cries at the Kodak commercials. You that's know? okay. <laughs> I think it's a gift to be sensitive. In fact, the whole, really, the whole human race is evolving towards being sensitive enough to feel the feelings of other people. Because imagine what would happen if everyone could feel everyone. Do you think that we would be killing each other? That's a good point. Yeah, it would be very challenging to go to war or commit violent crimes when you can feel the feelings of other people. And so uh, uh, first and foremost, what I would love for you to do is to begin to embrace this, uh, what you consider consider a diversity, um, but I actually consider it an asset. So if you could start to embrace it, that would be important. Because when I'm looking at your weight, and I do understand the yo-yo part, part of it has to do with your food intake in terms of your yo-yoing. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. Yeah, and it's very cute because some of the foods that you're choosing out, choosing to eat when, you know, your weight is not where you want it to be are things that I wish I could eat every single day. They're just absolutely delicious in my mind. Um, but the, the, what's happening is that you're protecting yourself with your weight because you're uncomfortable with your sensitivity. And so you're protecting yourself with your weight. That's what's happening. And okay. I think as soon as you can embrace the fact that you're sensitive and not think of it as a weakness... But think of it as a strength. I think you're going to start to notice the weight falling off. Um, But I will tell you also that I would recommend that you read a book that's called The Body Ecology Diet. It's written by by Donna Gates. I think there's six um, reprints. So you want to get the newest issue as possible because she always has new updates. It will help your immune system. You're actually doing quite well, um, in my opinion. You know, you're a strong person. You come from good stock, which is excellent. Oh, that's cool. For your health. I know we've recently, I'm giving up, we've, I'm sort of vegetarian, very little meat, uh-huh. but I've been watching my intake of protein, you know, try to keep it balanced. Right. And we're big vegetable eaters, so that helps. It's just the, the weak moments, you right. know, the, oh, gee, the, the flour and the dairy won't kill me, right? <laughs> Are you an o, pos- or o person in terms of your blood type? I'm a B positive. Okay. So bees are good. You can eat protein and have a vegetarian type of diet and have, you know, mild to moderate carbs. Um, You actually read more of an O to me than a B, but B is right in the middle. And and that means you do need some protein. My dad was an O. Was he an O? Okay. So yeah, my mom's a B positive. So yeah, and That's so where I came from. <laughs> and B people do need protein, not as much as O's. Um, but okay. so staying just a strictly vegetarian probably wouldn't be in, in your best interest um, because okay. you don't have enough of the enzymes unless you're, of course, taking in tons of the vegetables. Um, okay. Because the enzymes from plants will help digest your food and help you metabolize whatever you need for your body. So it's, it's really protective okay. because you are uncomfortable being sensitive in my mind. 
And here's what oh. will happen. And then I'll let you talk. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting oh, you. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. That's all. <laughs> okay. The, okay. Okay. So what will happen is as you embrace your sensitivity, you will get stronger and stronger at what you're reading because what you're doing is actually reading energy. And it takes um, sensitivity to be able to read energy and to know in what direction to go in as you're reading energy. And then you're going to gain your confidence and your sensitivity. And, and that's when uh, I think the weight's actually going to start to change because you're going to love your sensitivity, fall in love with you. The self-love topic that we're talking about tonight, I think you're going to notice some weight changes right away. Okay. So this would, is this an outcoming of my Hay House obsession? <laughs> <laughs> Which part? <laughs> Well, it just no, it's just interesting. I mean, this year, since I've always been interested in certain things, but I mean, I've I'm discovered Louise Hay and the, all the books and right. everything, and I'm obsessed—not obsessed in a bad way, but just <laughs> no. Well, you're excited. You know, I, like I don't have enough knowledge, you right. know. I think you're excited. Um, it's it's like feeding like you I'm passionately. Something that is almost completing me in a way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe this is all that. And it's feeding you passionately, and that's really important. Yeah, so you don't have to look at it as an addiction. I think that you're figuring out yourself, and you are sensitive, so you are going to be more attracted to kind of the intuitive realm and the mystical realm. So I think you're right on track. Hello, I think we lost Julie again. Hello. Hello. So, Julie, I hope that answers your questions. Um, I wish you the best, and if you missed any part of this, it will be recorded. I think I lost you, but thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Thank you, Julie. So, again, this will be um, replayed next Thursday at noon, and, of course, all the shows are archived on my webpage, and um, you can sign up for that and even get it downloaded regularly onto your iPod. So why don't we go ahead and take another phone call? Okay. We've got Eric calling from Seattle, Washington. Hi, Eric. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks. Good. What can I do for you? Well, I have a health question. Mm-hmm. Um, lately, I have been getting, it, it's been a long process, but it's been increasing. I've been getting these um, uh, aches and pains and stiffness throughout my body. Right. And it comes and goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Some days are worse than others. Mm-hmm. And I, to the point where I feel so achy and stiff that I feel overwhelmed. And, and once I lie down, I feel somewhat relieved. Oh, wow. But mm-hmm. It's come to the point now where I'm wondering if it's um, related to perhaps. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to I schedule some tests to check my magnesium because mm-hmm. I understand that can be related to this. And also, when I, the reading I've been doing, it almost sounds like fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. although I know that's more common in women, but, um, or maybe some type of systemic lupus. Or mm-hmm. I, I suffer from a couple other health conditions, juvenile diabetes, ah. I've had as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're doing really well with that, by the way. Congratulations. Well, yeah. And then I've spoken to you. I spoke to I've, you last fall about this. Yeah. I working on issues of self-love and some things we spoke about. Right. So I'm what remembering the, what you. What started happening over the winter was these aches and pains and stiffness. And mm-hmm. it's um, not getting better and, in fact, getting worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm concerned about that. So, so I wonder if you might have some insight into ter- in terms of what might be some good test for me or if it's related to food allergies or, or some guidance on what you might feel or see what's going on. Sure. Well, what I'm feeling is that you're really overwhelmed you know, <laughs> with life in general. Yeah. 
And so this is your way of actually, you know, kind of solving that overwhelm. I'm just going to check out for a while. And this is my intuitive, energetic Mm -hmm. reading regarding Mm it. I'm going to check out for a while. I'm going to, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm going to lay down and take a break because life just seems too overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so what is it in life that's kind of on your plate, bugging you right now? Well, I, I have some sleep disorders. I have narcolepsy. Right. And mm-hmm. actually, when I was first diagnosed with narcolepsy, which was a surprise to me, um, mm-hmm. after sleep study, they, they diagnosed me with that, in addition to the sleep apnea I had, mm-hmm. had and still have to some extent. So I looked through this, I think it was Louise Hayes' book, referring back to her, and one of the metaphysical manifestations of narcolepsy was feeling overwhelmed and not wanting to be here. Ah, that's interesting. And reading the not wanting to be here part, that <laughs> in the large picture sense can kind of really hit home. So, right. And how's work going? Because that is an area for me. I'm, I'm not working. I, um, when I medical leave came back, they laid me off, offered me severance. I took the severance. And so are you uh, worried? I tried to get better, did acupuncture, all sorts of alternative things. And um, I didn't get better, and mm-hmm. I filed for medical disability Social Security. And actually, yesterday, I just got approved for it. Oh, good. So you don't have to worry about that now. I do not, no. Yay! So Yay. it's enough to survive on, but it took a lot of pressure off of right. the thought of having to go back to work full-time, right? which was an overwhelming thought because I'm so tired. Right. And can you do some consulting on the side, you know, something that you can do to create a little bit of extra income for yourself? Yeah, I can, work, I can earn up to $600 a month. Wonderful. That's yeah. excellent. That's, yeah. So are you ready to be well? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, I've been not well for 24 years. Now. I know. And that's <laughs> why I'm saying, are you ready to be well? Are yes. You, you are? Yes. Because what will your life be like if you become well all of a sudden? What it would be like? Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be a lot more interesting. <laughs> yes. And I would feel a lot more value. And um, I think, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, w- I, <laughs> so, I would so, want to contribute something, and that would be my means to do that. Right. And that would make me feel very, very good. Of course. And so the reason why I asked the question is to see where you were in your thought processes. And even though you, you were able to answer the question, it, it, it was something you stumbled on a little bit in the beginning, because I don't think it's something that you really think about. You focus more on the not being well, you know, and it, granted, it's been a part of your life for over two decades. Yeah. So it's understandable why that's where your focus is. But if you want to be well, you have to change your focus. You have to start, what would I do if I woke up in the morning after sleeping peacefully all through the night? And uh, and woke up pain free. What would my day be like? And I would love for you to start visualizing that and thinking about it, and let that consume your day. Versus, oh my God, now what's wrong with me? And I need to schedule an MRI and a CT scan, and I need to have a blood checkup. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And I know with diabetes, you're going to have to be aware of your health, you know, for the rest of your life in terms of checking your blood sugar and and, and making sure that your medications are working well for you. Yeah. Right. But I think it's time to now start focusing on being well. And when I look at people who have chronic fatigue syndrome, that is very challenging and incredibly difficult for them. And even though you haven't been diagnosed with the disease, you may have some attributes that are similar to it because it's just so much easier to to rest and not have to deal with anything. And, And then when you have to get up to go do something like cook a meal or go shopping or whatever needs to be done, it's so difficult and challenging that the person has a very... Um, challenging time seeing themselves or believing that they can be well. 
Yes, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where you need to put your focus, because whatever you focus on, whatever you spend time thinking about, is what you're creating. Every moment we're creating. And so it's very important to keep your focus on what you truly want, not what you don't want, even if what you don't want is already in your life. And so if you start to do this, then physicians can find things that work really well for you or tests will come back easily. You know, nutrients will work better for you because they have permission to come in. When you're focusing on the on the dis-ease in your body, you're actually creating like a force field in your aura that is saying, no, I'm going to stay unwell. And so even as healthy nutrients come in or a new way to sleep comes in, it's not going to be very effective. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yes, I do. Okay. And I know that sounds simple, but I believe the answers to life are really simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, that's your challenge, is to think about health as if it's already here every day. You know, wow, if, if, if I was healthy today, what would I do today? What would my day be like? So that your brain can start to release new chemicals that go down to your cells and begin to create a new reality for you. Yeah, I, I do that to some extent. I, I've i written, like, what my ideal day would be like and mm-hmm. kind of brainstormed about of areas I like to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I suppose listening to you, it sounds like I need to be a little more consistent. or a, I think it's like a, a job, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, a full-time job. Yeah. yeah, you know, it'll start off like a full-time job, and then when you get really good at it, you can take some hours away and let it be a part-time job. But I think anything we truly want to change, it takes diligent effort, and it is hard work. Okay. But it's completely worth it. Human beings have so many thoughts. We have, you know, millions right. of thoughts throughout the day, and the majority of the human race, regardless of their health situation, is thinking negatively. And, and so here you are already having some situations that are incredibly challenging. No wonder some of your thoughts are negative, and it's difficult to get out of them when you're sitting in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. But that is the road out of them, is through changing your thoughts. Okay. Okay? All right. And keep me posted. I'd love to know how your tests go, and yeah. you know, I'd be happy to give you more um, pointers if you need them. So please keep us posted. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. So we're talking about uh, the immune system, the solar plexus, which is the third chakra right in between your rib cage. And go ahead and give us a phone call. We're going to take a break in a, fo- in a few moments. And what are those numbers again, Tom? If people want to give us a call, you can do that at the toll-free number, one 825 8828 That number one more time, 877-825-8828, or locally at 373-55-WAIT. <laughs> totally messed that one up. Locally at 425-373-5527. Wonderful. And we will be right back with the Marie Menu Cherry Show. The Marie Menu Cherry Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area, wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. The July Reiki Workshop is now full. No need to worry, Marie will teach another Reiki Workshop in November. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. 
You will learn how to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants, while Marie uses her symbolic sight to provide individual feedback. You will learn detailed information about the chakra system. You will receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Reiki is still Marie's favorite modality. This is truly a transformative weekend with healing and guided meditation. Enrollment is limited, booklet included. Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life will be taught August 16th at the Bellingham Public Library, Fairhaven Branch, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Our lives are a reflection of our beliefs. Beliefs live deep in the human body, and many people have an unconscious connection with their belief system. What would it be like if you discovered what your true beliefs are saying to you, day in, day out? Most human beings have negative beliefs and have no idea what their belief system is telling them day after day. Imagine what it would be like if you discovered what your true beliefs are. And imagine if you could change negative beliefs into positive, empowering beliefs. This class will show you how. This exciting new class has gotten rave reviews, and here's what some class participants are saying. This class is eye-opening. I had no idea what my beliefs were, and now I feel empowered to change them. It was fun to see, and almost humorous, how we can rationalize our beliefs. I appreciated the tools needed to change them. Space is limited. Registration by phone is available at 425-825-5671 or on the web at www.energyintuitive.com. The Marie Manucherry Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Proud to bring variety to your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here just outside of Seattle in Bellevue, South Bellevue. Gorgeous, gorgeous day. Um, I'm in the studio, of course, with Tom, who's our audio engineer. And we would love to answer your phone calls. So if you have any questions, go ahead and give us a call. And we've given out the phone numbers a, full, a few times, so I think you probably have them down. Um, I am also wanted to remind you that I'll be in Eugene, Oregon, September 30th through October 4th. And I will be teaching, I believe, five classes. Um, I'll be teaching Embrace Your Intuition, the Paranormal, and Bridging Worlds, Expanding Your Healing Potential. Um, I will be seeing clients as well. So if you want to get on my schedule while I'm in Eugene, you can call the office at 425-825-5671. So I'm looking forward to that. I will also be in Wyoming at the Tetons Wellness Festival in the um, mid part of October. So you can find that information on the homepage of my website. I'll be a presenter there this year. And I'll also be a presenter. This part isn't until May, but for those of you that live in Idaho and Sun Valley, I'll be presenting at the Wellness Festival there in um, mid-May. So a few things kind of far out in the future. So we're talking about the immune system, learning to love yourself. And just a little while ago, we were speaking to Eric on the phone who has some health issues. And one of the things that I suggested for Eric was to go ahead and actually think about being well. Because it's, it's actually really hard for people who are having health issues, and especially for long periods of time, to think about wellness. And in fact, they find it very challenging. And yet, our thoughts are incredibly powerful. The solar plexus, or the third chakra, connects to the third layer of your aura. And that layer of the aura is called the mental plane. 
And so the third chakra, the one that you know governs your immune system and this third layer of the field, they're in constant communication with one another. And this mental plane houses all of the beliefs that you've had, in my opinion, since the beginning of your time in existence, because I happen to believe in reincarnation. So these beliefs are long, long standing. They could be hundreds, if not thousands of years old. And so if you have a belief system that is challenging about health, that could be something that's in your life right now. And your job is to shift your belief system, change your mental thinking so that the belief can literally disappear. Here's kind of a picture of the mental plane. It's yellow and looks like mesh netting. It's about three and a half feet away from your physical body. It's about a foot in width and surrounds your body like an eggshell. And when I look at it, although it can look a little bit different from person to person, it's almost like I see drawers or shelves. And in each drawer or on each shelf are many, many, many beliefs. And most of them are negative. And so you have all these unconscious beliefs that are simultaneously, you know, filtering into your subconscious and telling your body how to react and how to feel. And that's why it's so important that we take extra effort and time to renegotiate our beliefs, to evaluate them and to consciously uh, substitute them. So you want to substitute the belief, the thoughts even when you're not feeling good, because there's a big storage of beliefs that are feeding your subconscious and they can be replaced, but they need to be replaced by repetitive, new, beautiful beliefs. This is true, not just for health issues. This has anything to do with success, love relationships, um, money, um, what you believe you deserve in terms of what kind of home you live in or what part of the world you live in has a lot to do with your belief system. And here's another interesting aspect about the mental plane. And, and then, of course, this is based on my belief system because I believe in reincarnation and I believe we come back to the earth plane many, many times, although we can live in other time-space realities as well. So imagine, as you're looking at this yellow mesh netting that's a part of your aura, imagine that in a previous lifetime, you or someone else, and you could think of yourself or someone else, perhaps um, lived during a war. And maybe your whole family was killed in this war, and it was several hundred years ago. And so in that feeling, you created a belief about abandonment, or that you don't deserve to be loved, or that when you love people, they'll disappear. And so now you're living in this particular lifetime, and you have an old belief about love and about abandonment, or that you don't deserve to be loved. And so you may attract relationships that are going to turn out that way. Um, and it's all based on the old beliefs. So it's really important for us to check inside with of with our beliefs. What do I really believe about myself? What do I really believe I deserve? And and then replace those thoughts. Start thinking differently. Start thinking about what you really want. And this is how we create. We create based on previous experiences and the experiences that we're having at the same time now here in this lifetime. And that's why it's very important to pay attention to your mental thinking. So Tom, do you um, pay attention to your thoughts? Well, yeah, I hope so. You hope so? <laughs> Otherwise, there's no use thinking them. <laughs> <laughs> I think the majority of people, they don't have a good insight into what their thoughts really are. I mean, there's some certain thoughts, like yeah. like driving here today, you know, yeah. it was a little bit tight on the freeway, you know, and I was actually sending Tom this mental message, don't go upstairs, don't go upstairs. <laughs> um, the building that this radio station is in actually locks down in the evening, and so the only way you can get in is if an employee lets you in and, you know, beams you up to the fifth floor. <laughs> and so Tom graciously waits out in front of the building and escorts me upstairs and there's a lot of traffic. And so I was 
you know, instead of going into a, a negative or fearful thought, I was thinking that Tom's going to be there and he's, he, he knows I'm on my way. And sure enough, I pulled up and there he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's important to, even in those scenarios, those everyday kind of commonplace scenarios to think about your thoughts because they are truly, truly important. And remember, the mental plane is connected to your solar plexus, which governs your immune system. And so any negative thoughts you have about yourself are living on this mental plane and are feeding your subconscious. They actually feed the brain, and the brain creates chemicals, and then those chemicals are released and create reactions in your life, whether it's internal or external or both. Mm. And so you really want to pay attention to your thoughts. And so if there's an area of your life that's not turning out the way you want it to, then you need to really sit down and go, okay, what do I really believe about this situation? Yeah, that's true. Right? Like school. You know, or relationships or jobs or money. What are your true thoughts and beliefs about it? And I really believe that if you can sit down quietly and ask this question, you're going to get an answer. It's going to come to you. You may not like it. You may be embarrassed (laughs) by it. You may wish that it were different, but knowledge is power. Oh, yeah. So if you have knowledge about something, you're going to go ahead and get a great result from it because you have an opportunity then to change and to make it different. Um. It, on my um, on my website, there's a, a store, and you can actually um, you know look at all the the little CDs I've made. But one of them is called Embrace Your Intuition, and in there, there's several meditations about moving inward and really paying attention to what your feelings are, um, rather than kind of ignoring them. And uh, what most people do is go on automatic pilot <laughs> with their emotions, and they don't really know why they're feeling what they're feeling. Or um, many people are completely unaware of their emotions. So, Tom, why don't you go ahead and um, say those phone numbers again, because we do have phone lines open. We do. If somebody would like to give us a call, go ahead and do that at 877-825-8828, that toll-free number. One more time, 877-825-8828, or give us a call locally at 425-373-5527. So the back of the solar plexus, because there's, you know, when I look at chakras, you can see these beautiful orbs that line the center of the body. They start like at the base of the body at the pelvic floor and move all the way to the top of your head. And so the solar plexus is the third one from the bottom. And there's a back portion at your mid spine, kind of, you know, just a few inches below where a bra strap would be. uh, Sorry, guys, but maybe (laughs) maybe you kind of know where that is. We can't relate to that, really. (laughs) And so the back portion of the solar plexus is about how you see yourself in the world. And so that's very important about, you know, do you see yourself successful? Do you see yourself as a growing individual? Do you see yourself expanding? Can you see yourself well? Um, Can you see yourself loved and in loving relationships? And I'm not just talking about partnerships, all of our relationships, our relationships with our children, our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers. It's important to attract and and have people in our lives who can love us. And that's a big part of receiving as well. Do you have people in your community who care about you and who would take good care of you? So the solar plexus, this area of self-love, is very prominent in the development of the human race. In fact, I believe that this is where we are collectively, regardless if we live in Berlin, which I guess was very busy today as Obama gave a speech and uh, I guess 200,000 people were there, actually. That's a lot of people. And that's a lot of people in Germany um, clapping for a, a wonderful man. And so collectively, whether you live in Germany or Seattle or Chicago or South Africa, 
you are working on your solar plexus. We're all trying to figure out what self-love means. And that's why I believe autoimmune disorders have been on the rise for the last two decades. We, we now know what chronic fatigue syndrome means. And it, it used to be not even something that a doctor could check as a diagnosis. And it's relatively new, probably in the last 15 years or less, that it's now coded as a disease. And we have many other autoimmune disorders that have popped up into our awareness. And unfortunately, the only unfortunate part of it, but then it leads to the blessing, which I'll explain in a moment, is that a lot of contemporary medicine has a hard time treating autoimmune disorders because mm. they're not sure how to nutritionally support with supplements or whatnot the immune system. However, what happens is we end up then looking at more holistic or traditional medicine that is more about um, you know, herbs and vitamins and energy work and acupuncture, you know, things that have actually been around for centuries in terms of helping people to heal. And these type of modalities actually promote learning to understand how you feel, checking in, and they they require more conversation and more connection with your practitioner. And that leads to more of a self-love experience. So that's what we're, we're learning collectively as a human race is how to, um, heal ourselves, our immune disorders and whatnot. How do we do that? And so that's what we're doing collectively. Um, I have many, many patients who come to me with immune disorders. And of course, regardless of what a disease process is that you have um, faced in your body from cancer to um, having a low hematocrit, there is going to be an autoimmune connection towards it in some way. So there are diseases that we consider truly autoimmune disorders like MS or lupus or chronic fatigue syndrome, but all diseases can be traced back to uh, the solar plexus, which governs your immune system, because something has to break down in your body in order for a dis-ease to set in. And so that's what we're talking about tonight on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Um, I want to just talk briefly again about this beautiful field of energy that surrounds your body, Um, this, um, the third layer of the field, if you will. So it's a structured field that looks like yellow mesh netting. So if you could look at mesh netting, um, beautiful linear lines going back and forth, and realize that it's yellow and it's completely surrounding your physical body like an eggshell, that's what the mental plane is. And, and so you want to kind of, even if you just put your hand out for just a moment at arm's length, that's probably where your mental plane is, you know, where your hand is or the tips of your fingers or right around that t- area is your mental plane. So you might want to connect with that field and see how it feels. Um, is it feeling happy? Is it feeling joyful? Is it feeling depressed? What are what do you think are your predominant feelings that are on your mental plane? So why don't we go ahead, Tom, and go to the phone lines. Okay, we've got Ella calling from Seattle. Hi, Ella. Hello. Hi, how are Hi. you? Good. Um, I had some problems last fall with digestion, and mm-hmm. I went to a homeopathist and had treatment, and it really helped. And Yay. I'm thinking it's that my field is pretty good right now, but I thought I'd just check in. No, thank you for checking in. I appreciate it. You know, one of the things that I love about what you're doing lately is you are really asking yourself deep questions. You know, like, do I like myself? Am I happy? And so when I look at your field, you know, I talked for a moment about potential shelves or drawers. I see you looking, opening them up and looking at them, even if it first would scare the heck out of you, you're still investigating it. And so you're literally taking them out, investigating them, rewriting them or creating some creative change to them and then putting them back into your field. So you actually are doing um, very good rewriting work. Is that true for you? Yes, it is. Yeah. So how are you doing it? Um, You know, a lot of it is, through um, reading, meditation, walk, just connecting. 
it's so connecting. And then in, in connecting, you, you ask a question and then you get an answer? Yeah, I do. Wonderful. I, I, I work my way through something rather than just, and I do observe thoughts. I've been doing a lot of that. Very good. And it looks like the digestive problem that you had was actually kind of severe. Was it um, pretty painful? Last fall, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh, it was. Yeah. And and so a, a little while ago, I talked about how, you know, some people digest the emotions of other people. Yeah. And so on your walk, are you, I assume this is happening because I don't see you um, perhaps reacting in the way you were before. I think you're learning to kind of keep your energy to yourself yeah. and not feel like you have to save the planet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing to do. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. So have you thought about teaching this to other people? I have. I don't know how to do it, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I think because you have the thought that that's a sign and you have yeah. the, a feeling and a passion about it and you're able to articulate how you did it, which is important. I believe people who are great teachers actually can do what they teach. You know, I don't believe in that old... Um, myth, you know, that those who can't teach. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would seriously, you could start in, in your community. Um, in your community, you can rent uh, a space in an elementary school and maybe hand out some flyers in your neighborhood and start a class. I think it would be a great idea. Oh, that is a good idea. Yeah. And, and then I, if you like it, then it will continue to grow and then you can look for a bigger space. It's a great idea. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead and get going because we obviously need help with all of this. <laughs> I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye. And who else do we have on the phone, Tom? We've got Teresa calling from Indiana. Hi, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. And thanks for calling. Yes. Um, I'm just checking back with you about some of the um, issues that I've been dealing with over the last couple of years. And um, um, I, ha- I actually have a specific question uh, about... Um, my mental processes. Like ah. I'm wondering about whether um, whether you sense um, clarity, right, or not. Well, here's what I think. Uh, I think you're actually quite clear, but you think too much. You know, there's too much going on. It's kind of like taking a washing machine and stuffing it with clothes. And so then they all don't get washed or completely spun out in, in the spin cycle because there's okay. just too much going on. And so if you're feeling that there's a lack of clarity or if it's kind of fuzzy, I think it's because you're overthinking. And in your overthinking, to me, it looks like you're overprocessing. Is that true for you? Yes. Okay. Definitely. All right. So here's my theory. I believe the ego, you know, which we're all trying to understand and what the heck is it? Is it an actual organism? Is it a cloud? Is it, it obviously is the collection of electrons and protons and subatomic particles, but the ego lives in the brain. And when we process our life through our brain, we're processing it through fear. And it really also means that we're not in the present moment. And it can seem very foggy when you're not present. It's almost like, you know, it's like being in multiple places at one time, even if you've sat in a chair for the last two hours because your brain's in so many different realms. And when you're processing, that means your brain's in realms and in fear. It's difficult to get answers when you process through the brain that are about joy. The rest of your cells from the neck on down know how to feel joy or the lack of joy, the opposite of fear. And so when you're present, you're more of a way aware of your body. Like right now, I'm, I'm sitting in, in this um, chair in the studio. I've been sitting here for about an hour and I, I decided to check in as I'm lecturing you kind of on being in the moment. I'm like, what about you, Marie? Are you in the moment? And I've had my legs crossed for about 
um, 58 minutes and my my one of my legs is starting to fall asleep and I wasn't even aware of it. That's what human beings do. People come home from work, they walk through the door and all of a sudden they think their feet are killing them when their feet have been killing them for the last four hours. And so we're really not present. So I've just uncrossed my legs so my toes can wake up before I step off the chair. Thank you. (laughs) Good for you. Thank you. So this is what you're going to need to do regularly, maybe every 20 minutes, check in. How's your body feeling? Are your pants too tight? Do you need to go use the restroom? Are you hungry? You know, is your leg falling asleep like mine was? Move into the present moment. And I believe uh, observing yourself from a tactile sensory perception, from feeling the physical body below the neck will bring you into the present moment. And then what you're going to have to do with all these wonderful thoughts that you have this processing is you're going to have to start to tell yourself that you're okay and that you're safe and that everything's fine. Because people who process a lot are just afraid of certain outcomes happening. And so they feel if they just work through it in their brain before it ever happens, they'll have the tools necessary to get through something that may never happen. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, okay. I think I do. <laughs> okay. And, and so if something's never happened, it may never happen. If it hasn't happened yet, it may not happen. It has a more likelihood of happening if you've already thought it through, uh, you know, like creating all the, um, the escapes and, well, if this happens, I'll do this, you know, because that just creates more worry. And what we're thinking is what we're creating. So you're better off just believing that your life is wonderful and that it's all going to turn out great and that you're safe. And then just acting. Yeah. Out of that. Right. Right. Which will lead you to joy. And then when you're in joy, you're going to have more options of choices because the brain's so linear, you get down to like two, maybe three choices. But if you're in your body feeling joy, you're going to have an unlimited amount of opportunities and choices. And that's where creativity sets in. That's how we can creatively resolve what we consider our biggest and most difficult circumstances in our life. Okay. So do you think you can do that? Uh, yeah, I think I'm um, getting much closer to that <laughs> than I have been in the past. Yeah, and I, I think that you're, I don't want to use the word desperate, but I think that you're just tired of the same old thought process. And uh, and, and now you're recognizing that you are in, in charge in a way. You have a choice of how you're going to think and how you could potentially feel. And that's really what it's all about. Awareness, choice, opportunity. Okay. Okay. Do you have any other questions? We've got a couple more minutes on the air. Um, I am, you know, I, um, the, the, regarding the thought process. Yeah. Um, my family, um, there's a history of Alzheimer's. Right. And that's one of the reasons that I... Um, Worry and think about the fogginess and, oh, my God, I'm going to have dementia. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Well, yeah, whether, whether there's um, dementia there right. or, well, or um, whether it's just, you know, overthinking. Overthinking, which I think it is. Um, well, here's the thing about dementia. Brain disorders are about denial. And people who are in denial when they're not in their body and they're not present. So if you want to escape the potential hereditary risk of Alzheimer's, which I really don't believe in. But if you want to escape that, all the more reason to get in your body, get out of denial, and become present. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Okay, so now you have two really good reasons, at least two, to, you know, pay attention to your legs and are your toes falling asleep like mine were a few moments ago. (laughs) 
Really? I'm not kidding. Okay. All right. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love your show. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Teresa. Good luck. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, Bye bye. Bye bye. So you have been listening to Marie Manu Cherry's show. We are live every Thursday night between 7 and 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. You can always call um, toll-free from anywhere in the world, pretty much. And we've gotten calls from Spain and Australia and, of course, different states around the country. And those phone numbers are always present on my website at www.energyintuitive.com. And now that my leg's asleep, we're going to go off the air in a few moments, and that way I won't trip out of my chair. I'll be present in my body. And thank you again, everyone, for listening. I truly enjoy being on the air with all of you. I send my love and my blessings to you, and I look forward to next week. Joyful blessings. Good night.